I'm Kelsey Nash, Editor-in-Chief of Food Service Director, and welcome to another episode of Dig In. We have a very special episode for you today, spotlighting our January Food Service Operation of the Month, Lee's Summit R7, a school district in Missouri. Last month, reporter Julianne Pepitone sat down to speak with the Director of Nutrition Services there, who spoke to how they kept students fed and staff engaged during a time where heightened stress and meltdowns were pretty much par for the course. Here's Julianne with more. I'm reporter Julianne Pepitone, and I'm here with Lori Danella, the Director of Nutrition Services at Lee's Summit R7 in Missouri. Lori, thanks for being here. Thank you. I'd like to go back to the beginning of the pandemic, at least as it hit stateside. I know some of the children in your district qualify for free or reduced meals. And you were telling me that you all realized immediately that you had to find a way to feed these kids. How did you and your staff jump into action so quickly? And what has that looked like this year with so many changes? This year has been one of a unique situation that I have never, ever experienced. In February, when cases started to get high in the Kansas City area, we started thinking and were starting to get worried because it was really getting close to home. In March, a lot of businesses were closed. Um, the city of Kansas City and the mayor of Kansas City um, kind of put down the law and asked the um outlying communities to follow what they were doing. So basically they kind of shut down our whole city. Um, when Kansas City shut all the businesses and the offices and um, the schools, Lee Summit followed suit. And that happened on, um, they started talking about March 13th because that was the um, day before we started spring break. And over the weekend, we had a lot of phone calls and a lot of emails amongst the administrators trying to figure out the best thing to do and still be able to serve our students. And um, one of the high priorities was nutrition. Even though we're not a real high free and reduced school system, everybody was being affected. Um, we had so many families, uh, both mother and father were laid off. The kids were home trying to learn. Um, unemployment was taking forever to um, get applied for and then the time frame of waiting to be able to get your first check. So, so many of our families were hurting. So we kind of started thinking that week of spring break and we're lucky because we have a warehouse. So I assessed all the items I had in our freezer and in our dry storage area. Um, I kind of um, ordered a lot of product in the line of bags. I tried to vision what we were gonna need and I knew we would need packing material, we would need containers, we would need shelf stable items. So after assessing what we had, I placed a couple of pretty big orders since we have the room for it and got in items before there were shortages. Um, yeah, I mean, to put that in context, we're talking about back in mid-March when <laughs> I think a lot of us were hoping oh, this will be a couple of weeks and then we'll uh -huh. be back to normal. All these months later, we of course know that this wasn't the case, but it seems like you really had a lot of foresight very early on. I've always, I always wanna be prepared then not be prepared. And with as heavy and hard as the cases were hitting our KC Metro area, I just kind of knew in my heart, it was gonna be a little bit longer than what they were expecting. So I just, 
um, you know, ordered all this stuff and called a lot of the bag companies and say, how long, you know, will it take to get pallets here? Because like I said, I'm lucky I can order by the pallet and several pallets. Um, we had a lot of school districts calling us, asking us for items that they were running out of. Um, we did share a little bit, but you know, our kids came first. So we just kind of kept thinking about the what ifs. And the next what if was, how are we gonna get these meals to our students? And our first round, uh, which started the week after spring, spring break, we got with our director of transportation and we decided to pack all of our meals at our largest high school because they have the largest freezer and um, cooling space. And they also have a huge commons area where we could set up tables and still social distance and keep our staff safe and pack the meals. Um, we had the buses come and pick up meals and we had six of our locations. We tried to get them all spread out amongst the districts so parents would have access to food. And we chose six sites plus our large high school. And we were packing meals daily, uh, breakfast for the next day and lunch for the current day. And um, I had menus, I had schedules for staff, I had everything in place. And we did that March, April, and May. Um, we started looking at what the outlook was possibly in June. Our summer school was scheduled in June and come the end of May, they canceled summer school and we didn't miss a beat. We kept on packing the way that we were packing. Um, the second week of June, we decided to start packing meals for the entire week. Staff was getting tired. Um, they just needed a break. So the easiest thing for us to do was to pack the meals. And we were packing 25,000 meals a day. Oh, um, my goodness. And it was hard because, I mean, that fills up a bus pretty quick and you're loading those meals, you're unloading the meals, and you have to have that much milk. But you know what? Everybody worked just nonstop and did whatever they were asked. And it was just so seamless and so smooth. Um, and then they knew they were gonna get four days off plus the weekend. So that was a, a good motivation for them. Come July, um, that's when they had rescheduled summer school. We continued to do our curbside and we continued to um, do the curbside at the six locations. And then we also started doing hot meals for our summer school students in-house. Um, that was great because that started giving us an opportunity to get rid of some of our commodities and some of our items that we couldn't put in our um, grab-and-go meals and our packed meals. We did that through the whole month of July. We were gonna stop in August because school was supposed to start in August, the third week. And towards the end of July, it wasn't looking good. So we regrouped and um, I tried to rotate some of my staff that didn't work all the first part and had them work. And we went back and started packing meals again, no stoppage at all for the kids. So we were doing meals daily throughout the month of August um, because when the middle of August came and they canceled school and um, prolonged it through September, we just kept on feeding. We actually fed through the first week of September and we started the following week. Um, not all students were in. We just had our K through three in-house 
and we had um, four through six hybrid and then all of the secondary was virtual. So not only were we feeding in-house still, we were still doing curbside. We have done curbside all the way through up through today. Um, we actually closed down again and all students went virtual on November 20th. That was a heartbreaker for us because that was actually the first week we had all elementary students back in-house. Um, the kids were upset. They got to see their friends. They were ready to get back in, but our cases started spiking again in Kansas City. So we regrouped again and we have a whole new method of what we're doing. We started doing this um, right before Thanksgiving. We're working with transportation and we are packing at our three high schools. We're doing daily meals and we are loading the buses and the buses are running the actual bus stops and they are stopping at each bus stop and the families are coming out to get the meals. And if there are families that have small children that are home alone while they're working, we do home porch deliveries and we continue to do that with um, some of the sites that are um, the homes that are far away from the bus stops because we don't want the little ones walking or the parents in bad weather. And another program we've had been going um, this whole time is we have probably 20 to 30 students that are McKinney Vento and they're classified as homeless. So we worked with our special service department and we pack meals for them daily and taxi cabs come and pick them up and deliver them to the homes. So in a huge nutshell, um, those are kind of all the different programs we've done um, curbside uh, where we've packed, where we're delivering by bus, we're porch delivering, basically whatever it took to get all the students fed, we've done and we've tried. And so far we've been totally successful. It's incredible. And Lori, I think what's going on in Lee's Summit echoes what's going on in a lot of areas of the country, unfortunately, with definitely continuing to spike, changing sometimes in 24 hours, closing, reopening, hybrid schooling, worries about the kids whose school lunch may be the only meal that they typically get that day. It's a lot. And on top of that, you all are dealing with a lot professionally, but also personally. Uh, <laughs> the pandemic certainly affects everyone in, in both ways. Could you walk me through maybe one or two ways that you keep both your staff and yourself motivated and upbeat during such a challenging time? I think one of the most important things, um, I guess you could say I've let my hair down and my staff has seen the real me. Um, when you're a director, so many times they think you're unapproachable or I'm not gonna bother you or it's just, it's a title, but I think the perception from your staff makes them feel different about you. And through all of this, my staff has seen that I'm a person um, I have meltdowns. They've witnessed several meltdowns and we joke when one of us walks to the freezer, we know that we're having a bad day and we're letting off some steam. <laughs> You're um, literally, literally cooling down. Exactly. We're literally cooling down. But I think it's important because they know I have the same stress as they do. And 
we all have the same goal in mind and the goal is to feed our kids and to get it done daily, to have it in a timely manner. And just, I think the thought of knowing the difference we're making in those students' lives right now is motivation on its own. But I think just, if I see somebody that's upset, I will stop and talk with them. I will send them an email. And a, a huge thing that I've started this year is called the S'mores Newsletter. And I send a newsletter out weekly. And not only do I share good things everybody's doing, um, I share emails we get from parents. I share um, different things that are posted on Facebook about our department, all the positive things. Um, and also, I think giving them motivational quotes and giving them stories and sharing links with them on wellness and um, even EAP. We have a wonderful EAP program through our district and we have a wellness coordinator and she has done some wonderful programs to keep all of us going and to be thinking healthy and um, stress and, you know, just you have to think about everything. You have to think about yourself because if you don't keep yourself healthy, what good are you going to do everybody else? So I really stress that to the staff and share that every week in my newsletter. I praise them. I send funny pictures. I send, um, oh, just cute little things. I'm an animal lover and everybody knows that if I wasn't working, I would be working with kids. I'd be working in a zoo with animals. Um, <laughs> And they know my dogs now are my babies. And we talk about things like that. We talk about their children. We talk about their fears and little gifts, um, little gifts that don't cost much. Um, when we talked earlier, um, I told you of a couple of things we did. I purchased some cute little uh, wire whisks because that's what we do. We cook and put candy inside of it with a note on it, um, telling them they were superheroes. Um, right now I'm working on little bags um, they've got a, a packet of hot chocolate, a candy cane, and um, a wrapped slice of pumpkin bread and marshmallows, and it's called Snowman Soup. I'm going to give that out to all staff on Friday. But just little things to make them know they're appreciated. Um, a thank you. Um, crying together when you've had a bad day or, or stressing together. It, it, we have a really good bond now. It's great. And it is, of course, always those little moments of connection that mean a lot, mm -hmm. but they do seem even more meaningful during this trying time. In exactly. that vein, Lori, could you share a moment, an anecdote that perhaps reaffirmed that all of this hard work is really worth it? I actually have two. Um, the first one I can remember when all of this started, when they closed down um, our town and Kansas City, I mean, it was just boom, it was overnight. And parents were so worried, what are we gonna do for food? What are we gonna you know, do for money? Um, it, there was just so much fear. Um, there was anxiety and you could just feel it all around. And we were doing curbside one day and it was kind of raining and I was out there helping them. And a lady pulled up and she was crying and I, reached in with the crate to hand the food to her. And she said, you guys are saving my life. She said, I'm newly divorced. She said, I have two children and I don't know how I would have gotten food to be able to feed them. She said she would have had to have gone without herself and that what we were doing is a lifesaver to her. Wow. And that was really um, a touching moment because 
you know, my family's okay. I was working, my husband's working, and most of our staff are. But for those that aren't, when you don't see that and when you don't see, you know, the the worry in their faces and the gratitude they show you, that was just worth you know, the bad day I had just knowing that we were making a difference for her. It, it reminds you that there's, yes. you know, you know, this, it reminds you that there's a whole person, a whole story behind each of these meals exactly. that you're packing up. And, and then also from time to time, parents would send me emails and pictures posting their kids sitting at their dining room table or their dinette with their meals and drinking their milk. And, and that makes you feel good seeing the students sitting there eating your meals, knowing that they aren't in the building, but we provided that for them. Um, and then the last one I'd like to share, um, I just received um, a note in the mail and it was from one of our board members and she's actually a retired teacher and administrator. And she told me that um, she wanted to express her sincere thank you. And she couldn't even fathom what we were going through. And when she drove up to our central office, she saw 20 buses parked at our high school, all lined up and all this staff out there loading these mills into this bus. And she said she just sat there with tears in her eyes because everything she had seen in her teaching days and her whole entire education career, she had never seen anything like that. And she said, kudos to myself and my staff. Um, and I shared that with the staff. I scanned that and I sent that out so they all could see that. And that means a lot coming from a board member and a past administrator. Amazing. Lori, thanks so much for taking time out of your obviously very busy day today. Thank you so much. That was Lori Danella from Lee's Summit R7 School District in Missouri. I'm Julianne Pepitone, reporter here for Food Service Director. Mm-hmm.